My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot I even got a famous classic case of writer's block Get it out of my head Get it out of my head Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page. Joining me as podcast producer is Neil Thibodeau. Hello, Neil. Hello. How you doing? Good. So this is this is like your first like official one, right? You did one. We did one. Uh, this is the first time that we're um, you know we're we're getting the the computer up where we can monitor it and kind of listen to it as we're as we're watching it. So it's entering the new technology age. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Entering the new technology age. Well, thank you for being here. Of course. Neil. Um, we have with us, ah, this is so cool. We have Gabby Dunn and Allison Raskin. If that sounds familiar to you, I don't blame you because they are the creators, writers, and actors of Just Between Us, a YouTube comedy and advice show with over 300,000 subscribers, just like this show. <laughs> okay, no. Um, uh, previously, they were also contributing writer and directors for the Buzz Feed for bu- for BuzzFeed Motion Pictures. Um, Allison does improv and stand up. She and she also studied screenwriting at USC. She she speaks our language. She is one of us. She understands it. And then, uh, Gabby, you are one of us as well. Um, uh, because uh, Gabby has written sketches for a reboot of SNCC for Nickelodeon and created and wrote a science show for girls for Nickelodeon Creative Labs. She also performs stand-up and storytelling and was recently named one of Paper Magazine's 10 Comedians to Watch in 2015. And I'm watching her right now. There yeah. you go. So In person. <laughs> in person, yes. So, so thank you so much for being here. I, I really appreciate it. I should probably mentioned that we have a fan sitting on the couch um my 14 year old daughter sarah who the minute i mentioned you guys was like oh my god you're gonna have the monster oh, oh. so she's on the couch and she's going to be writing down any follow-up questions that i should have asked and at the end if i haven't asked the right stuff she's gonna hand me the paper or get on mic herself and she might just write things like you're an idiot. I, I'm embarrassed at your mama, my mother. And, you know, that no, could happen never. too. Keep us on she's point. our entire demographic. Like, she's got a cool haircut and a cat t shirt. Like, I was like, yep, this is our, represents our entire, this is exactly right. What, what is your demographic? How, you know, what do you think is sort of the, the average Gabby and Allison watcher? Well, we joke that it's queer teenagers and then neurotic white men. <laughs> <laughs> like men who are like, I want to marry Allison. And then teenage girls who are like, do you care that I'm underage? <laughs> and I'm like, I very much care. Yes. <laughs> well, it's nice that you're popular, you know, it's, yeah. and it's nice that eventually you'll have choices. So it's, yeah. it's all good. <laughs> My it's future all... wife is just getting out of high school. <laughs> we went and spoke at USC and Gabby was like, oh man. Uh, Gabby was like, oh man, I could get with all these girls if I wanted to. <laughs> and then she told them I said that. And I was like, well, now I have to leave. <laughs> but you're a rock star, so you might it's as well nice. go it's, for the rock star thing. It's YouTube. <laughs> it's very popular with the young people I've heard. So what, what is, for, for, you know, we've got all these writers out there and they write in all kinds of uh, mediums and forms. What would you say is the difference between the content that's 
on TV and the content that's on YouTube? <laughs> that's pretty general, I Go know. Go for it. Um, I mean, I think that it varies. I think that traditionally what's popular on YouTube is not stri- scripted content. It's more vlogging and pranks and gaming and I'm, I'm not sure because I never watch it. Um, <laughs> it's, very, it's very rare that our channel, which is scripted, has, has as many subscribers as it does and is doing well. Often comedy channels with sketches and scripted content um, don't do as well on YouTube because YouTube values authenticity. However, it is characters based on our real personalities and we are actually best friends in real life. So I think people respond to that. So like the sketches and scripted stuff that we do that does the best is stuff where people can identify our individual personalities within it. So like it all kind of lives in a world that is made up but based on reality. And so they like it because they can say, oh, that's such an Allison thing to do. That's such a Gabby thing to do. I'm so Allison. I'm so Gabby. Do you think, do you think they're in on the joke? Do they understand that Depends. this is the heightened version of you or do they mix it up too much with, with reality sometimes? Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, Gabby and I approach it differently where like to Gabby that, that line doesn't really matter. And to me, I'm like, I'm a writer. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's an actress. She is more of a trained actress than I was. And I've always been more of like a, a personality, like where I'm like, I'm me or not. Who cares? Like, <laughs> uh, whatever. Sure. Uh, you can know everything about me. doesn't matter. Uh, and she's like crafting a character. <laughs> yeah. And I think that... Um, it's hard. It, you know, we, we've had to like take strides to make it clear that that is what we're doing and changing like the description on the channel and referring to it as a comedy channel and in interviews like this being honest about, you know, what it is and how we approach it. Um, it's interesting because it's mostly people who underestimate us where they're like, do you guys realize why you're funny? You've really got an interesting odd couple thing going on. Someone in the comments just tried, was like, you guys, you know, like how you're both different, but then like you, you're friends. Like that's probably why you're successful. That's so funny. And to have it like explained back to us as if we are not writing it. We don't know that it's like the oldest comedy trope in the book of the odd couple. Like we, we know. And in a way, it's, it's, it's both sort of this unexpected insult because that person d- didn't know, and it is a little condescending, but it's also flattering in a way because clearly what you do is so naturalistic, mm-hmm. that, that, and which is what everybody strives for, that it needs to feel real, mm-hmm. that, that people are thinking, wow, yeah, that's so off the cuff, you know? They should, re- they should really have a comedy channel someday. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, or that they think, you know, that... I mean, even in BuzzFeed motion pictures, right? Something that's clearly written and scripted and you see it's changed angles and it's directed and there's lighting. People will go, this is real. Didn't Allison have a boyfriend? Like, they'll just like think, it's like, what do you think happened? That this is a documentary that someone came in and like filmed a real thing that happened? But people don't know. They have no idea. I think people are so much... Um, dumber than we think they are. (laughs) Truly, that's what I've taken away from it. The idea that they see a movie and think that someone just dropped in on these people. Yeah, I had a very frustrating experience where um, while I was working at BuzzFeed, there was... They were going to do a scripted series um, that ended up happening, and it was called Colleagues, and uh, there was a part of the boss, and I, you know, I wanted to, to play that part, and I ended up having to audition to play that part, even though I had been in countless videos. Um, and there was frust- there was hesitation on 
the side of the production because they were like, well, but everyone thinks that you're, you know, they just know you as Allison. And the fact that, like, I had to explain, like, what an actress is. Yeah. <laughs> was, I felt like I was in an episode of The Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, where I was like, right, but here I will be Natalie. <laughs> it was, the best way I could describe it was it was, like, back in the day, like, you'd go see, a, a, you know, a production of Macbeth, and then the next year you'd be like, I can't see Hamlet, that guy's Macbeth. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know? yeah. I mean, that's kind of a problem with YouTube is, they 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 love authenticity so much the audience that they have a hard time separating like what's real and what's not even like we had an actress on um to play my ex-girlfriend and still to this and she we've never dated and still to this day like i'll see comments like that's gabby's ex-girlfriend and both of us have been like we never dated it's a scripted show do you do you ever think then like this is kind of a leap this isn't where I was going to go, but I have to ask, did, did you ever think about then taking it to television where when people watch TV, they go, oh, those are fake people. Those aren't the, the real thing and, and sort of give you a little bit more of that freedom. To- we do, yeah, we worked, we're working towards that. Excellent. <laughs> we have stuff we can't talk about. I yeah. like, I love it when people can't talk about stuff. But people, really people still do that, right? With Broad City, like the characters are named Abby and Alana and people are still like, well, Alana did this or Alana thinks that, like I think mm-hmm. people still have a tough time even though they're clearly characters on a television show still have a tough time because they came from YouTube and because the characters are their own names which is the same with us our characters are our names have have trouble separating oh this is Abby and Alana on the show versus this is Abby and Alana in real life I mean even Lena Dunham right Lena Dunham's character is named Hannah it's a totally different right, character right. and people will be like Lena Dunham did this on girls like they they think that that is her right Right, which again, it's it's a pain in the butt and mm-hmm. it's a somewhat flattering. I mean, you're clearly hitting a really true mark. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing fake about what you guys do. No, and we there's are a, best no, friends. There's a lot of things. That there's are a lot of things that are fake, do. but we but we are best friends. I mean, we don't live together, but we are best friends. We are together all the time. We were just in an elevator in her building, and the person was like, "Do you guys live here?" And at the same time, she said, "Yeah." I said, "In spirit." <laughs> She was like, she doesn't live here. And I was like, don't, don't I though? <laughs> what, what, about, what about the scripted element of it then? For people who do, because you, you guys have clearly nailed it. For people who want to write for something like YouTube and they want to do short form sketch content, is there a way in that you have with your scripts? Like, do you leave setup at the door? Do you make sure it doesn't go a certain amount of time? Do yeah, you like tackle the, one subject? Yeah, the dirty logistics of it are as follows. <laughs> okay. Just giving everyone a chance to get a pen out, as I'm sure everyone Actually, will. get a uh, pen out. <laughs> I mean, to, to build a successful YouTube channel, uh, one of the biggest things is consistency. So when we started our channel, we came up with a format for a show that was easy to replicate. Because um, when the channel started, it was just what we now refer to as JBU, which is the advice show. Um, and that show had a very easy format, which was each week we would just answer a question from the audience. Um, and what I like to say is it's almost, it's not an advice show so much as like a sketch show with the format. Like, yeah. Th- like the we quest- started out with these two characters, Allison, who's super excited to be doing the show, and Gabby, who hates being there. <laughs> Yeah, so it allowed us to, you know, because when you, I mean, now we're making full sketches, but that's a huge undertaking. And Mm -hmm. so it allowed us to have full-time jobs and shoot on the weekends and still be producing content once a week. 
Um, so everyone knew to look for the like. It's like when you you know the olden days when you would turn on your TV and be like at eight p.m. is Friends. Like yeah. they know eight you know, a.m. Monday. That's when there's going to be a new JBU. Right. We have a strict like release schedule, and that really helps helps grow it. And then yeah, I mean in terms of like sketch, like the best way I think is to. To, and I learned a lot of this while working at BuzzFeed, writing things that were not about us at all. Well, I did a lot of political stuff and like relationship stuff. Um, as you start with, you know, your germ of the idea because it's tricky. Like you need someone to actually like click that title. <laughs> so you're thinking like, what title is someone going to click, and then what thumbnail is someone going to click? And that's like the dirty businessy perverted part of all of it and luckily then, we have a, a gabby character who loves not having clothes on yeah <laughs> there you <laughs> we go just, we just get a lot of uh, a lot of ga- like oh gabby in a bra that'll do it yeah. like <laughs> i've been in a towel you were in a I've towel been in the shower i'm put, i'm true. pulling my weight uh, yeah you are i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> i think girls we you know you both don't have clothes on okay let's and just, we'll just settle it at that that's the clicks They're no the that's part of it neil knowing. i was wondering why you started getting so into the show it's really you, good yeah yeah okay now i get it all right cool and oh. also it's just relate but like i think for us too it's relatable and also we try to make it so that fans of the show can see the sketch and go, oh yeah, that's how Allison would react. That's how Gabby would react. Or people coming in new can click the sketch and be like, who are these girls? Oh, I immediately get this one's more conservative and prudish and like a neurotic and th- and woo, and this one's more you know outgoing and and slutty or whatever. But it, I think the best ones work when there's sketches that could be done by any two people, but then you have this added layer of it being us. So like you come in. With like, you know, if you watch it for the first time, fine. But as writers, it helps so much with specificity that we've like lived in these characters for so long, and we like, you know, we know what they are and who they, what they even would little say. things like we know Allison loves apple juice. We know Allison's yeah. character wears a hood on her head a lot when she's upset. Like we just know Easter eggs to like mm-hmm. throw for like the audience that is loyal. And then like if you've never seen an episode before, you've brought you understand the concept of roommate cock block. Like that's mm-hmm. something that's like not so crazy, you know. And then yeah. when you watch it, you watch our version of that. How often do you write something or shoot something that you don't uh, put out there? Is there ever once? Like you, once we shot something that we that never so put bad. out. We didn't you put didn't it like out. it. Yeah. Yeah. What about at the writing stage? Do you ever you're pitching ideas and you get something out there and then you say, like, ah, I don't think we should shoot this, or is it just like by it's get, by the time it gets to that stage, you're 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 like you're ready to go? Kind but, of. I've like written bare bones stuff that then I give to Allison and then she makes it funny, but like. It's usually like it's a beef up process. Like we'll be like, this is an idea that works. And then my take on it doesn't exactly work, but her take might. Or like, I'm like, what about if we change this? But we did shoot one thing that, that we didn't put was out it there. early? Was it one of your early stuff? No. Yeah. One of our early, early sketches. sketches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what was it? What was it? Can we see it? Fake commercial. Yeah. The problem was the, it was shot incorrectly and it wasn't, we didn't, put the thought into the production part that we needed to. Yeah, and then I was Snapchatting photos from set where I was in a bathing suit, which is like what this what happened in the sketch was I was wearing a bathing suit. And then like four months later, one of our fa- like fans were like, hey, whatever happened to that sketch where you were in the bathing suit? Like that didn't get released. And I was like, I love that you guys clocked that. Like you were like, this will be coming out. Great. Like love it. That, that photo has been blown up and yeah, it's on that person's ceiling. <laughs> yeah, he's like, when am I going to see the rest of this? <laughs> Never, buddy. And I'm like, so sorry. If you sorry. just like search a little harder, you can find I know. so many better photos of Gabby. 
So, um, so what I like uh, watching some of the sketches was that you stayed on premise. Like the premise would be getting safely home to a car, right? Mm-hmm. Or the premise would be, no, I know she's straight, you know, and there's the, no, no, she isn't for the, like the, sa- the thousandth mm-hmm. time. And that you just kind of s- stay on premise, stay on the idea, play it out comedically and leave. And I really appreciate that as somebody who teaches this stuff, but also as somebody who's like, wants to watch it, be entertained and, and move on. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of the earlier question, the biggest roadblock for us is, is pitching. So we'll pitch just like bunches of ideas to each other and like I'm, I tend to be the naysayer a lot of the time because it's more like... I was going to say the streamline of everything is all her. Like, I'm sort of like, what if this happened? And then aliens came. And Alice is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I think that what Gabby is, is really good at is she knows what people relate to and she knows what people like and she knows, like, what's interesting. And then I have to go, okay, but what are the seven beats of that and how do I have a tag? Like, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm, you know, to me, it's like, oh, that's a funny idea. And, and so many times it's a great idea that would work as a plot for our half hour, a half-hour version of our show. But in terms of converting it to a three-minute sketch, it's like, okay, but what are the actual beats and what's the twist at the end, you know, which oh. is how I approach sketch writing. You just made me so excited. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's, her, seven, that's her thing. I, uh, I got to ask you. So the seven beats of three-minute sketch writing hit me. Would you <laughs> I threw mean out just... the word seven, but yeah, it's all about, I mean, it's, it's classic comedy. So it's, you know, how do, how do we heighten it? And then always, to me, the most... I trust myself enough as a like us is enough to know that I can we can make three pages of dialogue funny like at this point that the joke just the joke writing of the nonsensical stuff that we throw in but to me for the sketch to be worth making it's what's the ending you know like what is that what are we trying to say what's the final beat like second city I I walked out of their conservatory program but (laughs) but while I was still there you know their whole thing is you know, you heighten, 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 twist, like throw. And I think that's what makes great, great short films. I think that that's what, what some sketch shows need to, to do, you know. Like, <laughs> and so that's always like what I'm thinking about. If I don't see that clearly, then it's sort of like on to the next idea. Huh. Yeah. So, what's so when, the you're talking, when you're talking about a beat, you're talking about heightening. Every yeah. time. So you're taking that joke to sort of a new level, new level, new level. And yeah, she's constantly like, that's a good idea. Well, how's it end? Hmm. And I was like, I don't. And then something funny happens. I don't know. <laughs> God. How much of this, if you know sort of, okay, you know what the ending, what the landing point mm-hmm. is, right? And you know that you want to heighten it for a certain amount of beats. And you're, you're scripting it. But how much of that, how much of your script changes as you guys are doing it? Is it... Do you sort of use it as a guidepost and improv, or is every word written down? We write it down, but also we improvise a lot. Yeah, I'd say most sketches, we go off the script, and then there's like line alts the way that there will be, but it doesn't change the pacing or the main beats. We had one sketch, though, where I was sitting there. We had two um, big, big YouTube YouTubers. guys in, in the living room, and it was it's basically like the game was that we couldn't tell who liked who, like if they kept switching on us, which girl they were paying attention to. And it was a very technical sketch. And I know that when we wrote it, like I was like, okay, so now it's Brian to me, then James to Gabby, then James to, like it was literally like beating out the pattern of that. And, but in um, blocking, it didn't heighten correctly. Yeah, in blocking, it didn't play right. 
and then and I realized it's because we had we had done the big physical move first, which was like kind of blowing our load. Excuse my expression. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I don't know what kind of podcast this is. Um, <laughs> and so don't look that up. Let's just say that. <laughs> and so then um, then we we needed to like rewrite on the day to get it right and then not even on the day like while it was happening, while it was happening. we were rewriting and everyone it. was like Allison it's fine and I was like no it's not and then I realized that what the problem was was that Gabby had a big blow up moment where she stands up and goes like what's going on and it was it was to the what she was reacting to wasn't the right thing yeah like she wasn't because of how the beat, this I don't know if this makes any sense but because of how the beats had laid out in the last moment like the guy had come on to her and then that caused her to blow up but I realized like the guy needed to come on to me for her to blow up in that moment sure so like no was- one is thinking about that except for Allison <laughs> is the thing no one cares like I, the amount like she'll talk about our channel and be like she doesn't really know that much about YouTube and she'll be like oh but like this 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 and I'll be like i I swear to you, like the YouTubers that are out there that have a zillion subscribers are not thinking about their content half as much as you are thinking <laughs> about our videos. But I, I have to say I appreciate it. You yeah. know, of course, I'm not your, your typical viewer, right? But I would notice that. Yeah. I'm glad that you did that. And I think well, maybe it's she's also using it as a resume. You guys. She's using it as a resume of like as a writer. And a lot of YouTube content isn't created with that in mind. So it, she cares. There, there's, there's ways of, you know, people, people could be funny, but I think there's also to have some craft and to be able to put something together that is not just a joke. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that resonates with people. I was watching the, uh, the uh, coffee shop psychic one, the, the guy, uh, he's, he's in the coffee oh, shop. Oh, my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, that it, you know, that it, it, it's more than just like a, a joke. It's like, oh, you realize that oh, she's actually a psychic because she knew about his... Uh, his dad dressing him in a in a dress when he was a mm-hmm. kid. So it's it's not just like a joke about this guy getting conned or this this woman trying to tell him. No, something. No, yeah, that was the thing that that I wrote as a series when I was at BuzzFeed because they were having us write like different. Like, what would you write if you could write anything? Like, what are you interested in? And I love um, psychics, and I also love like spiritual weirdness, and then I also love you know LGBT issues and talking about that stuff. Uh, but even that, I wrote it and was acting in it, and then Allison directed it. I've had her come and stay and direct it because I wanted to just like still work together. <laughs> I, I love. Does your what it seems to work about your collaboration is the fact that you kind of know what each other's strengths are mm-hmm. and you just let each other do that thing. Is is that sort of the magic here, or is it just also having always, all of your secrets and blackmail? Yeah. Well, I always say that if if Allison didn't have me, she would be making like short films for YouTube, but she wouldn't. No, no one, prom- would, no one would, would watch them. She doesn't know. <laughs> Which she I know did how to, for years before Gabby. Right, she wouldn't know how to promote it. She wouldn't have like Instagram or any of those things that I forced her to have. Um, that kind of stuff. And then if I didn't have Allison, I would just be making like montages of conspiracy theories set to Evanescence songs. Like that's it. Like I would just be like, and this is what, and like, uh, that's why we never landed on the moon, whatever. And like, nobody would be watching that either. So. I, you know, we did land on the moon. Yes, yes, Okay, yes. great. That's good yes. to know. I was, not, I was a little worried I for a second. Let's clarify that for all the listeners. That's not our top conspiracy yeah. theory. We don't but, want to get into that. But yeah, like we would just, independently, we would be doing these other like things that wouldn't be as successful, I don't think. But that's I, also, I think, some of, of what you bring that other people hadn't possibly before you started doing it are issues that that might have been 
something people kept down before. I mean, yeah, you know, now everybody's talking about L- LGBT mm-hmm. issues, but at the time that you started bringing these in, did you get any pushback? No, I mean, they're, they're, um, they're, I think that you asked earlier the difference between mainstream and YouTube. And I think the, the best thing for me is that on YouTube, you have an entire creative control. So on television, if I wanted to, you know, I felt a couple years ago before the channel, if I wanted to write a show with like a, a queer lead girl who was polyamorous, who didn't, you know, I mean, even Amy Schumer's film Trainwreck in the, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but she's the traditional, film. it's a traditional rom-com. She's, she's punished, you know, for being promiscuous, which, um, and then for me on YouTube, it's allowed me to play this character who is, has all these flaw societal flaws and is just happy. Like I just had like, you know, the character, I just wrote a thing on Tumblr about this. The character is, uh, queer poly feminist, like this sort of person who you would you know, normally in traditional media be like, Oh, they're, they're the kooky sidekick or they're the, the friend who's not going to get what they want or they're going to have to change or whatever. And, uh, and then Allison, who is kind of like, I call her like the Catherine Heigl rom-com lead where she's like the girl who wants to get married and the traditional girl. I'm miserable. She's miserable. (laughs) She's the one, she's like out of her mind. So it's interesting to us to be able to play, uh, have the freedom to play me as the straight man, uh, pun intended, and Allison as the one. It has this effect of like normalizing my views and then showing the absurdity of Allison's like traditionalness. And I think in a sitcom or a movie or anything sort of mainstream, I don't know that that would have been allowed off the bat. I feel like in in a way it's like you grow up thinking like, of course I want to get married and then I'll be happy. But then you hear a character say that and you're like, that's crazy. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's been interesting to just sort of like vocalize these things that have been like just taught to girls and taught to kids. And then as soon as it's said with like Gabby's character responding, you're like, oh yeah, that is that's weird. Why, why does anyone think that way? You know? Yeah. Like you're taught that you like, like you're taught that you should want these things, but if you say them, which the character of Allison does all the time about like marriage is what turns me on or like just that, like I I want money, I want money, I want commitment. Uh, then you're like, Oh, that's weird. Like once you vocalized it, that's very strange. And, uh, and I think like that a lot of outsidery type people have thrived really well on YouTube because they're not given the chance to do that on like traditional TV shows mm-hmm. or traditional media. I mean, I'm shocked every time I watch, you know, a, a film or a, a mainstream movie or main or a mainstream television show and they're still making transphobic jokes or they're still making, you know, there's like a plot line where like a girl's like slut shamed or whatever. Like I'm shocked because I'm so used to getting stuff digitally from people who are smarter than that. Mm-hmm. And then I have to be like, am I in the minority? Is everyone yes. stupid? Like yeah. what's going on? But like, I, I think it's nice because then you can curate what you're watching. So if you want to watch a show and you don't want to have to worry about like, you know, oh, they're going to say something terrible about gay people or whatever, then you can, you can just be like, I'll watch Just Between Us or I'll watch, you know, all these other like LGBT YouTubers or I'll watch, you know, a feminist YouTuber because I know there won't be a plot on that that will upset me. So maybe the people who watch YouTube 
are actually smarter than everybody else. I suspect I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of uh, love for the teens and hope for the teens. <laughs> I think a lot of the young people that watch YouTube are are so much smarter and like so much more self aware and socially conscious and like woke, for lack of a better term. And it's just like it makes it makes me strive to make our stuff better then what's on TV, then what's in movies, because they know they, the kids will watch it and they'll, I mean, kids, teenagers will watch it and they'll know that's not okay. We don't like that. We don't like this plot, you know, where this Disney princess just wants a prince. Like they're over it. They're so much more like the, the teenage girls that I talk to are so much smarter than anything that they're being given. Trust me. I live with one of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's overwhelming. I'm like, wow, you know that the content made for them. They're so much smarter than what, than what's made for them. So then we try to make stuff on our channel that is funny and smart and doesn't talk down to them. What other issues are you, are you, what's up? (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. Sarah just said, thank you. Um, What other issues are you interested in exploring in, in future, in future episodes? Oh my God, don't ask. I'm going to have a panic attack every day. I'm like, I'm out of ideas. I can't write anything else that takes place between the two of us in this one living room. Well, Allison talks a lot about OCD and mental health, which has been cool because I think OCD is misrepresented a lot in the media. Like people will try to interview her and and they'll be like, oh, so you just like want to line up pencils? And she's like, what? (laughs) No, like that's not... She's like, mine's very cleanliness-based. And they're like, oh, so you have to have it this way. You have to have it this way. Uh, like, Because I think maybe they saw like a character on a sitcom who had OCD, and it just isn't realistically portrayed. And her actual OCD, way funnier than anything they could. What's, what's, well, a, what's a really funny thing that... that I mean, it does, the best part is that it doesn't have to make sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that people try to write script-wise. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll do stuff that's so gross. But that, right. I'm like, that doesn't bother me. Like, <laughs> it's not on my issue list. Right, like I think peop- the way people write it, it has to be wrapped up in this little bow that they've already seen OCD portrayed as, so they want it to be that certain way. And like the real, the the real way that you are about it is so much funnier and so much more relatable. I think it's funny for you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just not from inside. <laughs> no, one of my favorite stories is that when I was growing up, my dad was like, "Allison, you have to stop telling people about your OCD. Like, keep it to yourself. Like." It's going to ruin your career. Like, keep it to yourself. And I'm like, ha, I made a career out of it. Dad. There you go. <laughs> Click on this. No, um, uh, Allison, are you... My parents are very supportive. <laughs> Shout out to Allison's parents right we now. Always. Do a good job. One. Very always. good job. Um, uh, Allison, so, so you, uh, you majored in screenwriting mm-hmm. at USC. So are you still interested in writing screenplay or are you... That was good training and for what you do and, oh, and you're moving on from here. Even just that just like broke my heart. Yeah, no, I'm a writer. I want to be writing TV and movies and mm-hmm. longer form stuff. Um, uh, she writes all the time. She has a zillion scripts. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've mostly been working on the channel. We have a half hour version of our show that we were recently wrote. Um, I have my next, I think the next long form thing that I'm going to write. I've, I've beat it out. Mm-hmm. I just need to get the, the chance to, to write it out. <laughs> she has a she has another a movie that she wrote that so of many movies she's written, but she has one that she wrote that I'm like a character in. Pretty exciting for me. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Wait till the development process. Uh, yeah. Does uh, Gabby have to be played by Gabby? Because the uh, character's not even called Gabby. I just read it and then I'm so narcissistic that I was like, this one's me. <laughs> and Allison was like, did you like the script? And I'm like, this character is me. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what's interesting is um, moving into traditional space. I'm so used to, okay, this is the idea. I write the idea. I shoot the idea. The idea exists in the world. And now, you know, I being told that I just need to have the pitch ready. And uh, to me, that's like, ooh, but can I, why don't I just, uh, I'll write it first. And I'll just show it you know, to you. And then, no, because the, the executives want to have their hand in it. They don't want to finish thing. They want the pitch. And um, I think it's going to be interesting to go, to kind of go back to that uh, in like a month when I have a, a moment to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> so are they asking you to uh, pitch your existing screenplays so they understand what what you're doing or they ask you to come in with fresh ideas and pitch it as feature um working with my manager like i think the next thing i want to do is 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 to pitch uh a tv show um the idea works as a movie though so i'm i'm i don't know exactly what yeah we'll talk she'll like tell me a thing and we'll talk about it and i'll be like that sounds like a book and she'll be like do you mean a movie (laughs) yeah like a longer what's a what's a longer tv show (laughs) seems like a book right (laughs) she's like no well because i come from like journalism i studied journalism so and i studied like you know, long form reporting and stuff like that. So I'm like, seems like a book. And she's like, for me, books are movies. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same. <laughs> yeah, so you wrote for Boston Globe. Yeah, uh, New York Times a- Magazine, all the places. I have, I just started being like, I've written for all the blogs. Every blog. <laughs> Name a blog I wrote for it. <laughs> are you originally from the Boston area? I'm just I went to school in Boston. No, I'm originally from Florida. I'm so sorry. Uh, but I went to school in Boston. Where'd you go? Emerson, of course, mm-hmm. part of the Emerson Mafia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's literally what they call it. Yes, it, it is what they call it. It's funny because I came out here and everyone's like, "Ooh, the Emerson Mafia," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I studied journalism though, so I never met any of the like LA people or any of the like screenwriting, TV, acting people in in Emerson. Like never. Like I, I'm just like part of the mafia, but I was in a totally different, like totally different major. You're the part of the brainy mafia. I just it. It, they, when they talk about the mafia, they mean Hollywood. Mm. And yeah, but like, you know, but every I time you everyone. meet someone who went to Emerson, they're like, "Oh yeah, let me give you money." You That's know? right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I was like, "Oh, I came out here. What's better, being in the Emerson mafia or being Jewish?" And I was like, "Both. I have both, and the gay mafia. We the gay, I think, has maybe helped you the most." Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Allison had a tantrum because I she thought that I was going to get more things because I'm gay. <laughs> it's happened. It's happening You're to me so every privileged. day. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> privileged. Oh, everyone wants to give you stuff. I'll <laughs> kiss a girl for a job. I don't know. <laughs> right here, right now. <laughs> yeah. Um you also uh Gabby, you also it says you wrote sketches sketches for a reboot of Snick for Nickelodeon and yeah, created a science show for girls. So you're also doing scripted TV content mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, well Nickelodeon has an app, I think, where they're like trying to post shows and stuff. So I did a writer's room for them for a few weeks before I started working at BuzzFeed. Um, and it was like, it's on a weekly basis. So you would finish on Friday and then they'd be like, maybe come back Monday uh, or not. I don't know. And then uh, some people had been there for weeks and some it was like kind of like a lab. Like you were there for weeks or then sometimes they would bring just someone in for a week. Um, so it was like a residency kind of. And uh, it was interesting because it was the first time where I was writing exclusively for children. Not just for children to watch it but the actors were children oh so so things I'm, like roommate cock block you can't talk no, about that yeah. yeah okay but i was like on set with like t- 
children, like 12 year olds and like 10 year olds, like sitting at lunch with this 10 year old, like, so, um, what do you want to do? Well, I lit the best thing was I was sitting with this 10 year old who was in my sketch and, uh, he was like eating a cupcake and he goes to me, yeah, you know, it's like a tough business out here. Like sometimes like a pilot doesn't go or you like book something and then it like doesn't. And then he goes, that's why you, uh, you got to be prepared for anything. And then he just put a cupcake in his mouth. And I was like, you are a child. <laughs> it was so weird. He was very wise. And then I said, what do you want to do? And he's like, I'm primarily a dancer, but my agent thinks I should act too. And oh I was my like, God. What is what is happening? I once auditioned for a, a role on Disney for like a fourteen. Like I was way too old to be auditioning <laughs> for this role, and I'm in there with thirteen year old girls, and all of their resumes are way longer than mine. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not qualified to be here. This one kid was fifteen, and he was in my sketch playing an eleven year old, and he was like, "It's great that I look young because I can I can play more roles and more versatile." And I was like, I wanted so badly to be like, "How do the other kids at school feel about that?" <laughs> I'm sure they uh, they uh, make fun of you all the time. Okay. Or they just go, yeah, but I'm represented I'm by CAA. Rep- right, so exactly. I just, you know, whatever, talk to them. I also, it was very sad because one, this kid was very funny. The one kid that was the star of my thing, uh, of the, the series that I was doing, super funny. It was a, it was a series called uh, Kid Robot. And he was like, so, so funny. And I said to the mom, your son is hilarious. And she goes, Thanks. I just hope you're getting what you need from him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. So it was, it was like fun to write for Nickelodeon, but also dark. <laughs> I, think, I think there's a, a TV show in that, actually, behind the scenes, maybe. I'm looking yeah. at Allison. Like, yeah, well, you know what it's like to shoot with kids? It's very hard to get It's those. terrible. Yeah. Well, it's just you got to pay. It's a whole thing. I'm only a, thinking about two people in a living room at this point. Right. I want to uh, ask my daughter Sarah. She's been she's been watching. Is there anything I missed? Not really. I'm surprised. Yeah, she said not really. I'm surprised. Okay. All right. So, oh wait, wait. Neil's got something. <laughs> uh, so, um, building an audience seems like it's a huge part of of having a channel. Um, does the concept? Does the friendship come first? Is it? Uh, how do you, when, you, when you're building something, is it that you know you have something and then you get it out there and people relate to it? Or do you, you think, okay, well, this is something, you know, you get, you're saying that you, mm-hmm. you're better at knowing like what people might, uh, might want. I mean, yeah. if someone was going to, yeah, yeah. I thought, I mean, we were very good friends and we, we were both sort of at like weird time in our careers where we weren't like doing what we wanted. And we had met at an open mic and we knew we wanted to do comedy and we were like driving the car and I would just, our, our actual conversations that we would have because we are so different were so funny to me that I was like, we should have a podcast. Like we should have something because this is so funny. Mm. And, uh, I know everyone thinks that, but I was like, we, in this case it was true. Yeah. I was like, know. we, what we have I, is very special. I think it's very rare. I think we've hit on something that's like really great and like not, it's lucky because people, a lot of people don't have comedy partners. Like when you find a partner, it's like, this is what you're working towards someone you can work with. And then like what you have is relatable and resonates. And like, it's just like a perfect storm has to be. So I was like, we need to do something where, where it's the two of us. Um, and then I was like, I know how to edit in iMovie and I have a friend with a camera and she was, and so we like sat at a diner and she was like, I don't know, like a, like an advice show. Like, I don't know. We had like no, um, faith in it. We were just like, whatever. Yeah, this will be a thing that we do. 
But I knew from us being friends, I was like, this is a hilarious dynamic. Like, this is something that other people will like. Because it's like a heightened version of that, but our actual conversations when we first met were bananas. I know. I blocked them out. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, we, I think it was a lucky... Um, I think that we were smart and we picked a format that we could keep making. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting thing that we haven't touched on in writing for the web, how many restrictions you have and how that has to make you get creative. Like the fact that it's like, okay, now sketch 12 taking place in the same apartment with two people. Um, I think when you put restrictions on yourself, you kind of you kind of solve things. Like I know that I can't have aliens land. I know that I can't have an action sequence. I know that we can't, you know, introduce seven stuff. new characters. And so you kind of have to like really get down to like the meat of like what is interesting about humanity. Like, yeah, sometimes what is interesting about two people. Sometimes we'll just be writing a sketch and we'll be like, um, this sketch we need to move around the apartment. That's the start of the idea is, okay, so we need something where you and I are going into different rooms and moving around the apartment because we've had too many static sketches. So what can be happening that, um, that has us move around? And then it's like the workout episode. Right. And then sometimes I'll just sit there with a notepad and it just says loneliness. Oh, it's psychotic. Sexuality. It's psychotic Friendship. what she does. She's just Insecurity. writing. I was just, like, what are you doing? She's just writing down human emotions. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, because you got to think about, you know, and then from loneliness, it's like, okay, I feel lonely all the time. How do I show that? What's funny about that? What's the, you know, what's the sketch idea? In that? But she'll be like, I'm just, I have to write down what people do. And I'm like, that's, this looks psychotic like what you have here she also the cutest thing that ever happened was i came home or i went to her apartment and she was at her desk was just a notepad that said to do get more subscribers (laughs) (laughs) and i was like this is the cutest thing i've ever seen and i was like what was what was your plan like what was the broader plan (laughs) i'm gonna talk to you about how we could get more subscribers i know but that was it and i just took a picture of it and posted it on the there weren't any steps. It was just nope. Uh, there had uh, been something else on the list. I had just accomplished that, so it had been crossed <laughs> out. Get and that's milk. where loneliness came in. Yeah. loneliness. I actually, that's I, I love I love what you just said about about you know just where you find your inspiration. It seems like you had sort of an external thing, like okay, move around the apartment, and then an internal thing, playing an emotion. Mm-hmm. So you could almost put those two things together. Well, I have to move around the apartment, and I'm feeling. Uh, insecure. Okay, workout. Workout. Right? Yeah. Totally. And it's. I mean, it's interesting too because the sketches are so similar. Like sometimes we'll have two topics that we want to both tackle, but then I realize that the way to tackle those topics, the game is the same. So I can't do it. You know, like we did. What was it? We did like you pitched one where like it was like about you. Oh, so we we have a sketch that hasn't come out yet, but that's basically like about me not like I call my parents too much, and Gabby's like you have to stop doing that, and so I like just use Gabby as like my parents, and then mm-hmm. she like loses her mind. Um, and then Gabby had an idea which like on the surface is is totally different, where she's like she's on Twitter all the time and like she's angry. getting and she's constantly so, angry, she's so mad. And like then, she'll be like, "What's wrong?" And I'll be like, "Someone on Twitter said something homophobic," and she'll be like, "That's why you're fuming in the corner." Like, does that have anything to do with what we're doing? And I'm like, "You don't understand." There was retweets, and she's like, 
put your phone down. Right, and like that's so different than like a character who's like too needy with her parents. But the game of those two ideas are the same in that like Gabby to puts put my her phone down, down and then is mad at all these things in life. And it's like it's different, but it's the same sketch in a way, you know. So like you have to, we have to be like, okay, we can't use that idea or wait six months and then use it. Yeah. Know? Or or try to show we have to like okay how's a way to show, show that in, in a, different a different way, way. and mm-hmm. then you maybe hopefully you stumble upon something else which we haven't yet with that idea but someday I loved I just love this little lesson that just came through like the idea of like okay we've got a premise and we've got like this landing point but what you're talking about with the game right is really the method right yeah. the activity that we get you there is sort mm-hmm. of like the little second act and if that method if that activity is going to rep- be the same as as the other one, even though your landing points are different. Yeah? Right. Oh, that's so cool. Even though all the beats are different and about different things, it's, it's the same game that's happening, and that feels lazy to me. But in, good at this. In six just want to let you know. Six You're great at I would come you, have you come in and teach a class anytime. I, will, I mean, I can't. All I want is for USC to ask me to teach a class. <laughs> well, you know, why teach I at USC? I give up my life to teach you. <laughs> you know, you could teach it on the page. I'm just saying. I'll teach anywhere. We're, you know, this isn't a slouchy kind of place. <laughs> this is legit. Come on in. She's okay. very, yeah, she's very uh, intense about her. It's, it's very funny because we'll have directors on the show, but then, or like help, you know, someone will be directing the sketch and then Allison's directing me from with in the sketch just very like on top of everything she would be a great teacher did did she ever whisper in your ear like let's do it this way well yeah because we have like a shorthand so a lot of times she'll be like just do it like the way that you did it in this thing or do Uh it the way you remember that how you went in the car that one time do it like that that a director from outside doesn't know what what i'm capable of or what i do but allison does and then that director gets all the credit damn it right oh well yeah. <laughs> Guys, I, I want to make sure everybody can follow you mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube or anywhere else that you want to be followed. Um, so, uh, my license plate number. Yeah, that's, right. That's a, that's a bad idea. You are pretty, so that's not happening. Um, so, so tell us uh, where should people go to to follow Gabby and Allison? Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash just between us show. Our Twitter for the show is at JBU show. And then my Twitter is at Gabby Dunn, G-A-B-Y-D-U-N-N. Um, if you enjoy political rants, you will find them there. Who if does, you like who jokes, my that? Twitter yeah, is exactly. at Allison620. And our Instagrams are just our name, right? What's yours? Mine's Gabby Road. Oh, that's stupid. I know it is. <laughs> Someone else has Gabby Dunn. I don't know what to do. Fighter? Yeah, yeah, you own my Twitter. I, yeah, I do own Allison Raskin, at Allison Raskin on Twitter. It's a parody account. <laughs> oh, no. Check that out as well. What? And her parody account is Gaby Dunn. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so confused. It's great. Okay. So follow all these things. Follow yeah. the real Gabby, the, the real the fake Allison, Allison, the fake that Allison. That, yeah. The bio on the fake Allison just says, I am at Gabby Dunn. <laughs> You are. You're, you're, you're sort of bad people. We're bullying each like other. You. Yeah, yeah. It's just straight up bullying. <laughs> and uh, Neil, um, are you followable on Twitter? I forget. Sure, at uh, Ntibedo and. T-H-I-B-E-D-E-A-U. Does anybody have a fake you account? Uh, just me. Okay. Just you. You, have you and you have your own I, fake I create you. a lot of fake posts. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, I do not want a fake me. <laughs> I'm like 
you know, that's how I'm, you get verified. I, I'm boring enough on my own. Let's Someone just say that. Someone makes a fake you and no, that's how you get verified. No. If anybody's listening, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> um, so uh, you can just follow at on the page. Also go to onthepage.tv. Remember that there is a first draft class happening here September 13th through October 18th. It will take you through every step of your screenplay. Lots of beats. There's oh, a beat sheet beats. involved. <laughs> Allison, yeah. Um, and it will sort of kick you out the door uh, being really into pages. Also, there's a rewrite weekend, November 14th and 15th for all you out-of-towners. Just start packing your bags. I can tell you what hotel to stay in. Have you guys stayed at the Sportsman's Lodge or, or ever go to it down the street? No. It's very hip and cute. It's very, it's, it's, it's I'm telling you, it's good. Um, and also there's going to be some online content that's going to come around, but it's not going to be anywhere near as entertaining as what these guys put out. Mine's more like... <laughs> Open your your, your script. <laughs> yeah. Point to the first page. More but useful. I try. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank, thank you. you. So much thanks for having, having us. us. Thanks again, guys. It was wonderful. Um, thank you, Neil, for producing. Of course. Thanks everybody for listening, and have a good writing week. <laughs>